Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. NBA free agency is upon us. It is. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and you are starting to hear where the potential destinations for some players are. It is not the star-studded group in free agency this year that we might want it to be, but there are still plenty of big names that could move around just a little bit, Chris. So let's let's take a little little opportunity here, a little NBA primer at some of the bigger stories okay. going on, right? Guys that could move. You All ready? Right. Let's do it. All right, we'll start number one with Jalen Brunson and the Knicks. The Knicks last night cleared out more cap space. They traded away Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks to the Detroit Pistons so that they could get even more cap space. They can, uh, If they release Taj Gibson, they could actually get another $5 million in cap space so that they can move towards signing Jalen Brunson, which has been their number one target uh, all through the offseason. They uh, hired Rick Brunson, his father. He has a long-time relationship with Leon Rose, who has known him basically uh, since he was born. And so... The thought is the Knicks will offer around four years and $110 million, and it is a foregone conclusion at that point that he would accept that, even though the Mavericks can technically offer him more of fifth year and maybe up to 175, but that's what they could offer. Doesn't feel like they're going to offer anywhere near that. So no, at this no. point, at this point, do you think it is a lock that Jalen Brunson is going to be a Nick? Yeah, I'd be shocked if Jalen Brunson wasn't a Nick by the end of this week. I I, I think it's going to absolutely happen. And you talked about all the different connections, all the different There's another one, too. Leon Rose's son is his agent. I was just about to get to that. Not to mention Jalen Brunson grew up in the tri-state area. I mean, he he was from New Brunswick, and he lived here until he went to the sixth grade. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of ties. Um, And then, of course, he spent a lot of time in the Chicago area because – his dad was on Leon Rose's, I mean, not Leon Rose's staff, Tom Thibodeau's staff when he was coaching the Chicago Bulls. And then, oh, by the way, who was one of his mentors? Derrick Rose. So mm-hmm. there are a ton of Nick ties for Jalen Brunson. So I would be absolutely floored if Jalen Brunson wasn't a New York Nick. And I think this is an outstanding get for the Knicks considering what's out there in the free agent marketplace. But there is another guy that's available in the trade market potentially, and that's DeJounte Murray. Now, if you were to give me my choice between Jalen Brunson and Murray, I would go with Murray. I would rather have him. My only question is, would the Knicks even have what the San Antonio Spurs would want, or are the Spurs just simply looking to move back into tank territory here? Well, I mean, both things can be true at the same time, but here's the question that you have to ask yourself. Is DeJounte Murray that much better than Jalen Brunson where you're going to give up more assets um, in addition to the cap space, as opposed to just signing a player for money. And to me, I would argue no. I would go with Jalen Brunson. I still think he's an ascending player. Uh, we saw him for the first time in his career as a full-time starter, and he set career highs in all of his regular season averages. But Carlin, he stepped up those averages in the postseason. You're talking about a guy that averaged, what, 21-5-4 and four in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Not to mention he had two big-time performances against the Utah Jazz in wins when the Mavs didn't have Luka Doncic. So I'm all on the Jalen Brunson chain, train. I think it makes the most sense. I think the Knicks have been angling for it the entire offseason. I mean, you mentioned the fact that they hired his dad, Rick Brunson, to once again serve on Tibbs' staff. 
But what we saw from them last week on draft night, I think the Knicks are tipping their hand as, a, as to, you know, their belief in what's going to happen in free agency and their chances of getting Jalen Brunson. They've basically moved all of these pieces around in order to create space for Jalen Brunson to be signed, and they're going to give this guy a near-max deal. So I, I think it's a great move for the Knicks. It's going to make them a lot better. Most importantly, it's going to help them develop their young players. I would rather have Murray myself, but I fully expect the Knicks to be going in on Brunson. Then there's Kyrie Irving, who has officially now opted into his contract. Let's hear from Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And Wendy has not really hidden the fact that he thinks that this is not definitively a done deal that this is completely over now at this point here he is on Kyrie's commitment with his commitment I mean that's a public relations spin a couple days ago he was asking for a sign and trade to find a way out of there I don't care about that statement. That statement carries no water with me. I mean, Kyrie's got to do what's best for his career. I understand. And, and, and the concept of getting traded elsewhere increased the chances he could get a new, much bigger contract than the Nets were offering. That's what he was, that's what he was doing. The, the idea of, of keeping his commitment to Durant, because it's but, not a four-year commitment for Durant. Durant extended his contract. But, so it's, it's, Durant's but, like, this, this commitment goes much further than four years. So do you buy that it was just a PR spin, or do you think the door is now closed on Kyrie he is definitively staying in Brooklyn for this coming year. Uh, I don't think you can close the door on any possibilities when it comes to Kyrie Irving. You, you just can't. Like, you, you don't know what motivates this guy. You don't know what makes him tick. And you would think that there would be some allegiance, some loyalty to Kevin Durant because Durant has backed him at every turn in their three-year tenure in Brooklyn. But it certainly didn't feel like that in the week leading up to the decision on his player option. I mean, all, all up until yesterday, you're talking about him exploring sign and trade opportunities, Carlin. So, yeah, I, I can't rule out anything when it comes to Kyrie, but I, I have a hard time seeing the Nets moving Kyrie in the middle of the season just because of what I think the Nets have the potential to do this year. They're going to be a good basketball team. If all of the pieces that they're going to be relying on are healthy, and I'm not just talking about the big three with Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons, but I'm also talking about Joey Buckets, Joe Harris, and Seth Curry. Like, if they've got those guys healthy, then I, I'm expecting the Brooklyn Nets to be able to make a deep playoff run. And if that's going to be the case, there's no way they're moving Kyrie. At this point, I'd be surprised if Kyrie goes somewhere else, just at this point, for this coming year. Uh, yeah. But I don't think that there is any sort of returned loyalty on Kyrie's part to KD. Otherwise, we might have seen it. Yeah, it's a, just, one, it's, a, it's a one-way relationship. It, here's it really say, is. Here's what I'll say, Carlin. KD locked in on a contract extension before last season started. He's with Brooklyn for the next four years at almost $200 million. I would be shocked if Kyrie is there at the end of that deal. Shocked. Oh, stunned. Yeah, I would, I, there, there's, no, there's no way that I see Kyrie Irving making it another four years in Brooklyn. I just can't see that happening. So... At that point, if, if, that's, if that's what the Brooklyn Nets are thinking, it's about being able to get the most out of Kyrie you can this year and then potentially looking at sign-and-trade opportunities for the following year. I think that would be, that would be what you have to do. I, I can't see another scenario playing out where you know, you're going to make sure that you capitalize on having Kevin Durant over this next four-year window. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. James Harden in Philadelphia. Sounds like he is opting in and maybe a two-year extension 
for James Harden, which would allow them, the Sixers, to then also get P.J. Tucker. That sounds like three years and $30 million. It almost sounds virtually like a done deal uh, at this point, which, Chris, I mean, I love the idea of P.J. Tucker for the Sixers. And as you pointed out this morning, there was a video of James Harden running up a hill. Working out this offseason. <laughs> kind of like the Ben Simmons videos we always see of him taking jump shots in the offseason. James yeah, Harden working out I'm on video. Glad, I'm just glad that James Harden is doing something that looks like he's going to try to get himself in better shape, right? It's like I'm, I'm happy that he's actually taking it seriously. Now you wonder if it's too little too late um, based on what stage of his career he's in, but certainly there's there's room for improvement in terms of him being in better shape and him being able to be more of a, a factor in terms of what he's going to be asked to do on the offensive end. But here's the thing, Carlin, and here's why I love the P.J. Tucker move. Not only are you getting a guy that has the versatility to defend and brings that dogged mentality, but you're also getting a guy that can knock down shots from the perimeter. I mean, P.J. Tucker is known for the corner three, and that's going to be huge in terms of spacing the floor and giving Embiid and Tyrese Maxey room to operate. You remember, the defensive stopper for the, the Sixers was Matisse Thibel, yep. and he's a net negative on the offensive end. Like you, It got to the point in the playoffs they couldn't even play him just because you're playing four on five on offense. Chris, so, P.J. P. Tucker's that guy that every year we see how valuable he is in the postseason. No doubt about it. And you saw that with the Milwaukee Bucks two years ago when they won yep. a championship. So I, I absolutely think that this is going to be huge for Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey being able to add P.J. Tucker. James Harden just got to be willing to take a little less money, but let's face it, he's a lesser player than the James Harden that we knew when he was in Houston. Last one, that, and this one is fascinating to me, DeAndre Ayton and where he potentially ends up. Boy, like you talk about guys that I'd love to see the Knicks get involved on. That would be a guy that I would absolutely love to see a team like the Knicks get involved on. But it is amazing to me that Phoenix is not interested in giving him a max contract at this point and could be looking at trading him away. That relationship soured pretty quickly. Does DeAndre Ayton get moved this offseason? I believe he absolutely will. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. I mean, DeAndre Ayton could potentially walk for nothing. I mean, listen, if he wants to leave out and he's going to get offered a contract, I, I mean. Is he restricted? Rest- I thought he was restricted. restricted. No, he's restricted, but teams yeah. can structure the deal as such where the Phoenix Suns can't match it. A little poison pill. Yeah, yeah. so it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. So, I mean, you know, there's max money out there for DeAndre Ayton, according to Woj and other people that are in NBA circles. So, this is a tough spot that the Phoenix Suns find themselves in, and the only reason they're here is because they took so long to make a definitive decision about it. But here's the thing, Carlin. To me, DeAndre Ayton is valuable to them because if you move on from him, where's your presence in your front court? Who's your big yeah. man? Like, where, 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 where do you go for that? I mean, right now, is your, right now is your window to win with Chris Paul and Devin Booker I, I don't know if, I, if I'd be willing to move off of DeAndre Ayton. Maybe you don't think he's a max player, but sometimes you got to give max money to guys because that gives you a chance to capitalize on the window that you've created for yourself. You move off of Ayton, you're not a championship contender in the West. I agree. I, I 100% agree. I don't know why it's gone so poorly, and I, I still think that he is a very, very good player who could be a piece on a championship team. Greeny, the podcast.
It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePicks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply reggie white who's a defensive end for the green bay packers says that the firebombing of his church in knoxville tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him first there was one fire then there was another then there was another it wasn't just reggie's church that burnt down hundreds of churches burned in the 90s i think we have a major problem in our country and we don't want to admit and that has to do with racism was this 1996 or 1956 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents through the flames listen now wherever you get your podcasts so, Keyshawn, as we know, on Wednesdays, uh, makes some lists. And today, he made a list. Mm. And this was the top five quarterbacks who keep you up at night. Mm. The top five quarterbacks who keep you up at night. Carlin, when I first saw the list, it's so bad that it keeps me up at night. That's how bad the list is. <laughs> And I think he has them power ranked in order. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I like nothing about the list. Are you ready? I'm going to run them down. Okay, let's do You've it. You've seen it, but I'll just for the listeners, here you go. Yeah. Number five, Kyler Murray. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. So hold on, hold on. The guy that won back-to-back MVPs is fourth on his list? Correct. Okay. Number three, Josh Allen. All right. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Number one, Lamar Jackson. Okay. Your immediate thoughts, reaction. You're talking about the back-to-back MVP being fourth on the damn list. That's absolutely ridiculous. And then Kyler Murray checking in at five? Kyler Murray's not a top ten quarterback. Not in my book. He's the, the fifth quarterback. That, that So out of all the quarterbacks in the National Football League, this guy – is one of the five guys that keeps you up at night. No. No, I'm sorry. Especially in the month of December where Kyler Murray is absolutely atrocious. Does not keep me up at night at all. So I hate that about it. Josh Allen at number three, 
cool. I'm with that. I don't like how he got there, but I agree with that. Pat Mahomes at two, I would probably have him at number one, but okay. Aaron Rodgers should absolutely be in the top three. Uh, Lamar Jackson is interesting. I, 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 I respect it because you're talking about a guy that has a former MVP, and you know I got a soft spot in my heart for all the Ravens players. But I have a problem with Lamar being on this list and Joe Burrow not being on this list. I, it I don't feels know how as Joe if. Burrow. I don't know how Joe Burrow is not there. Well, it feels as if, based off of you know Keyshawn's previous Burrow take, that he purposely worked toward keeping him off the list. Yeah, he went out of his way to do it. I'm going to put Kyler Murray on the list, and, and I'm going to keep Joe Burrow off of it because that makes more sense. Because we've seen more from Kyler Murray than we have from Joe Burrow. I, I I don't understand that. It's 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 absolutely ridiculous. So, I mean, do you feel like the list was maybe put together a little bit haphazardly? Yeah, I don't I don't know about how he got this list together, man. I I really don't. I I I I, I Carlin, I don't. I'm out of words right now. I'm yeah. struggling. I'm scrambling. Like, I, I can't imagine that a whole lot of thought went into this list. Was there? Do you think that there was the feeling of, uh, well, this is a feeling that I certainly knew well, where I would show up to school in the morning and my first period class, let's just say, would be algebra. Mm-hmm. And somebody would say, oh, man, did you do that algebra homework last night? I'm like, we had homework? What? <laughs> wait, wait, we had homework? Exactly. exactly. I didn't think we had exactly. homework last night. Exactly. And so that, like... I mean, Nuno, your read on this situation? So there's a couple of things, right? I do think that, right? So I do believe someone who wasn't up all night thinking about this list was Keyshawn, right? Like, <laughs> you don't put together this list if you focus on it, right? So yeah, it was. It's like, oh. And then I think what happened, right, is, like, he looked over to Allen and was just like, and Allen was like, I can't help you, man. No one else. I haven't seen a list I can steal to give you it. Any advice? <laughs> so, maybe, so, maybe, so maybe that happened? I, I, I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, <laughs> that, it sounds like that's exactly how that played out. When they came into the studio this morning, Evan asked him for the list, and Keyshawn said, what list? I, a thousand percent. This is one of those things, Carlin, when you're in homeroom, you're just scrambling to try to write some stuff down and have it be passable as if you tried to attempt the homework. I, That's I had what it a, is. I had a teacher named Mr. Conway in high school, and this kid named Larry Nelson was sitting next to me. I'm putting him on blast this morning. Larry Nelson, wherever <laughs> Larry you Nelson are, man. was sitting next to me, and Larry never did homework. Uh-huh. And Mr. Conway's going around checking your math homework, and he says, uh, Mr. Conway, uh, Mr. Carlin told me that there wasn't any homework last night, which... By the way, it was completely false. He never even asked me that. He never question. asked you. Okay. And Mr. Conway looked at him and said, "You know what, Lair? Mr. Carlin screwed you." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Do you think he oh, was? Do you great. think he was like, well, if I do a list, and then let's say Jay does a list, and Alan does a list, you know, the listeners will grade it on a curve, so it won't be that bad, and I'll be okay. <laughs> No, because because Jay and Allen would put Joe Burrow in the top five quarterbacks that keep you up at night. And oh, by the way, where's Dak Prescott on this list, Carlin? That's a great point. Where 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 is Dak at? I mean, <laughs> where I mean, Keyshawn says he's seen more from Dak than Joe Burrow. Where is Dak Prescott on the list of quarterbacks that keep you up at night? I'm just asking. Yeah, we didn't bother Dak, with Dak's Tom got Brady. More, Dak's got more playoff wins than Kyler Murray. Yeah, I'm just I'm just asking. Tom Brady doesn't keep anybody up. 
Right? The guy that goes to the Super Bowl 45% of the seasons that he's played? <laughs> he goes to the Super Bowl every other year. Doesn't keep you up at night? Not even a little bit? Okay. At what point does this does this little uh, back and forth with Keyshawn never, escalate? Never. Never. It, ne- it say, never at goes. At what point does it escalate? It never, it never goes away. First, it's only continued to escalate. This is going back to the you know, first month of the regular season last year, Carlin, when Keyshawn tried to tell me that the New Orleans Saints were a better team than the Tampa Bay Bucks. How'd that take work out for him? Not great. Not great, Bob. Not, Not great. great. Not great. Canty and Carlin in for yeah. Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. The very latest on the Deshaun Watson situation is on the way. One of our NFL insiders joins us in just a moment. Plus, her take on what this list looks like and if it's just us or is Keyshawn really out of his mind. We'll discuss next. Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. You know, this, this whole situation with Jalen Brunson and the Knicks... I can't deny for a minute, Chris, that he's going to make them better. And they're going to improve. But the more I look at it, the more it's really difficult to see where even if they improve, you're going to see somebody drop off. Now, there's always an injury or something like that that will happen to someone. But when I look at the rest of the Eastern Conference, I can't make the case that they're going to be a top six team with Jalen Brunson when I look at the rest of those teams. Well, that's just because you're a hater, Carlin. No, I mean, I'm a realist. The way around it. I mean, I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm telling you how the Knicks are going to be much improved, and it's because they're actually going to have a point guard that can orchestrate the offense, that can facilitate the greatness of guys like Julius Randle, of guys like R.J. Barrett. Now, all of a sudden, you're not talking about them having all the turnovers that they have in the half-court offense when opposing teams' defense gets set. And so that's, to me – a big part of why the Knicks are willing to go above and beyond what the Mavs are trying to offer for Jalen Brunson, it's because of how he's going to make all the other pieces on the team that much better. It's not that Jalen Brunson is going to be an all-star, okay? I'm not coming in predicting that. But I think Jalen Brunson can turn R.J. Barrett into a consistent all-star. I do think R.J. Barrett has that kind of talent, and based on the incremental improvement that we've seen him make in his first three years – it's trending in that direction. He was a 20-point-a-game scorer last year, Carlin. So all I'm saying is if R.J. Barrett can continue to improve, if Julius Randle can get back to the guy we saw two years ago where, oh, by the way, he had legit point guard play, then all of a sudden you're talking about the Knicks being more of a threat in the Eastern Conference. I'm not saying they're a title contender because they're not. But what you're trying to do is develop the players on your team so that ultimately when you do have that disgruntled star a couple of years down the road, 
you have players that are attractive to come play alongside, but then you also have the assets to then go make a move and get those guys on your team. The Knicks have 11 first-round picks over the next seven drafts. I, I, I mean, it's a war trust of draft capital. So this is the position that you want to be in, maximum financial flexibility. This is the right move for the Knicks to make, getting Jalen Brunson. And so I think Knicks fans need to pipe down a little bit and complain about what it's going to actually cost you because it is ultimately just going to be money. How, how this is getting to this point, though, is while they are going to be better and it is a move that they need to make, it is not the superstar move that everybody wants and has been sitting waiting for. Patience has become a four-letter word. Canton Carlin for Grady on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. The Deshaun Watson situation continues to unfold. The hearing continues today with him in front of the arbitrator, Sue Robinson. This is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. You would expect that, you know, for a league that has been masterful at trying to bury stories this one is not one that's going to get buried too easily but you and i have talked about this we should almost put an over under almost a wager on when the decision on deshaun watson actually gets uh, announced whether it's friday at 4 p.m or saturday evening at 6 p.m it's going to be something like that now it's not going to be hidden completely but it's also one of those things that the league is going to do everything possible at this point to try to bury it. Yeah, I'm predicting Friday at 4.17 p.m., Carlin. Exactly. 4.17 p.m., that's when it's going to be leaked. I think it's going to be leaked depending on what they feel like the severity or what they feel like the severity of the reaction is going to be. Like if it's somehow, let's just argue that Deshaun Watson got very little and they feel like people are going to be outraged about that. They'll announce it at 3 a.m. <laughs> you know, it'll yeah. be something like that. I don't know, Carlin. I, I'm just sitting here thinking about the arguments that are going to be made on both sides and, and what Jeffrey Kessler and the NFLPA is going to push for. And I don't think this is going to be a, a discipline or a suspension that the NFL is going to be happy about. I'll just put it at that. I'll just put it at that. I'll leave it at that. Well, with more on this and more things all NFL, we welcome in ESPN NFL reporter Kimberly Martin, who joins us right now. Kimberly, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty in for Greeny. We appreciate a few minutes. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? We're outstanding, and, and we're just talking about how this uh, Watson situation is, is playing out and the hearing going on. Listen, nobody can really predict what the suspension is going to be at this point. It's so hard to tell. But what's your overall read right now is we are finally at the point where he is sitting in front of uh, Sue Robinson, the arbitrator, mm-hmm. uh, to, to really settle this. What's your read on the situation as a whole? Yeah, it's so interesting, guys, because this is a first for the NFL, for the PA. Um, it's monumental. Uh, as you guys mentioned, you know, Sue Robinson, she's the jointly appointed disciplinary office who's hearing both sides. You know, both sides have been very tight-lipped about this, this closed-door meeting, you know, even the location, exactly where it is. Um, you've got Sue Robinson in the room. You've got Deshaun Watson. You've got Watson's lawyers, Rusty Hardin, who's been representing him throughout these civil cases, and then Jeffrey Kessler, the, the lawyer who was brought in, the heavy hitter was brought in by the union, and then you got the NFL's lawyers. And 
you know, uh, the NFL, we expect them to argue that he should be suspended for at least a year. Obviously, the NFLPA, just if you look at it from a logical standpoint, if you're the NFLPA, what would you then argue in response to that? Well, you can point to the fact that Deshaun Watson had two separate grand juries declined to press criminal charges against him. And you can also point to the NFL's precedence in, in other uh, situations of, of, of people violating the personal conduct policy, namely owners. These situations are not the same, but if you're the NFLPA, that's what people would expect them to counter with, um, that the NFL is, it has been inconsistent in punishment before. So to suggest a year-long suspension when you have other individuals like a Dan Snyder, like there are a lot of things that are happening in the NFL right now. Dan Snyder, you know, being subpoenaed by, by the House Committee, you know, there's so many things that the NFL can, NFLPA can point to. So it'll be very interesting to see how this all unfolds because how long this process takes, guys, it, it remains to be seen. It depends. Does Sue Robinson have more questions? How much information? How long are they talking? It's expected to go, uh, it's still going on today. It could go on even into tomorrow. And then after that, it can be appealed. So we are at the finish line, but we are not crossing it just yet. And Kimberly, the appeal part is what I want to focus on because if Sue Robinson does levy any form of discipline toward Deshaun Watson, both sides reserve the right to actually appeal the suspension. And looking at the NFL, that, that appeal goes directly to Roger Goodell. If they decide that they want to appeal Sue Robinson's suspension because it's not as heavy-handed as they would like, from a PR standpoint, from a credibility of the process standpoint, how far of a departure could Roger Goodell have from Sue Robinson's initial suspension without undermining the entire process under the personal conduct policy? Well, that that's sort of the sticking point for, for some people, the idea that that we that the NFL had the NFL and the NFLPA based on the CBA have Sue Robinson. They agree to to jointly appoint this person, and then in the end, Roger Goodell could appeal. And 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 Roger Goodell's involvement in all of this, um, you know, that's what people point to. Um, you know, it, it is interesting because this is, like I said, this is the first time we're going through something like this, and where you have a player facing. 24 different civil lawsuits, and 20 of them have now been settled, and that still leaves four unresolved. The NFL hasn't seen something like this. Um, as much as, you know, we're, you try to compare it to other situations. Um, and, and the fact that even in the background of all this, like we just saw Roger Goodell uh, testifying before the committee last week in the Washington Commander's um, toxic workplace situation. Like there's just so much going on in the NFL right now, um, how this Watson case is handled, it will set a precedent going forward, which is why the stakes are so high for both sides. Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, joining Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You've spent entirely too much time probably in Cleveland over the last year and a half. (laughs) Yes, yes, sir. Thank you. Listen, we've all resigned ourselves, and even while Baker maybe left the door just a squidge open yesterday, that everybody's moving on from one another. He is not coming back and Mm going to fill that role. But, Kimberly, do you think they will be set at Jacoby Brissett uh, for no matter how long uh, Watson is gone, or 
could they look to go somewhere else if Garoppolo does become available to them? Uh, so for, it's funny that that you brought Garoppolo and not said, you know, could Baker be the week one starter? Because that's what uh, people always, always ask me. Um, you know, never say never as far as Baker Mayfield still being Cleveland Brown in training camp or by week one. Okay. It is highly unlikely. It is highly unlikely that the reason I say never say never is because a trade still has to get done. Both sides anticipate a trade getting done. There are different, I've said, you know, on Get Up and SportsCenter all morning, there are inflection points in a, in a season, in an off season where trades usually happen during the draft. I know I was told day two of the draft, both the Panthers and the Browns were talking about Baker and possible trade compensation. It hasn't happened yet. Right before mini camp. And then another inflection point is training camp because everybody's getting the roster settled. So keep an eye on training camp. That's when everybody expects this to take place. But Baker being moved. Again, could it not happen? Sure. Um, but Baker talking about a reconciliation would need, you know, if a reconciliation would happen, you know, it would mean that the Browns would have to reach out. I mean, it, 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 he's trying to take the high road, but it's, it, to me it's somewhat comical because it's almost like your, your boyfriend or girlfriend has dumped you and has gone on dates with other people, and you're telling you're telling the world, well, if they want me back, they're gonna have to come. It's like they've already moved on. They've already <laughs> moved on. They just have. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. all we're missing is the post-it note. Like we are broken up. So um, I don't foresee Baker on the team. That said, if the trade if the trade doesn't happen, yes, he could be on the team. But Jacoby Brissett, there's a reason Jacoby Jacoby Brissett is here. There's a reason they brought in Watson. They brought in Jacoby. And Josh Dobbs, their QB room is completely different. It's been revamped. They like it. They like the QBs as, as you know, say what you want about Watson. They feel comfortable with Watson. Jacoby Brissett is beloved around the league. He's a guy that will that really will give his all. Um, he's a, he's a stopgap. And if you're the Browns, you sign him thinking that he would just be a stopgap. The question will be, though, is he going to be a stopgap for 17 games? or maybe seven, you know, or maybe four, yeah. you know, that, that remains to be seen, but they feel good. I don't think anybody expects Baker to suit up for them. Uh, it suit up for the Browns in 2022, but crazier things have happened, guys. Talking with ESPN NFL reporter Kimberly Martin on Greeny. And Kimberly, yesterday we saw Terry McLaurin reach a deal with the Washington Commanders, a three-year extension for $71 million bucks. My question to you is, are we going to see the other two Pro Bowl receivers in his draft class, that being DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel, get deals before training camp? Does the Terry McLaurin deal make it more likely that those would happen? So the expectation is these deals would get done. I don't know if Terry's deal is the thing that swings it, right? Like I think Devontae and Tyreek have already set the ceiling. Um, with their deals, Terry is, I believe, right under Cooper Cup, around Cooper Cup. Um, the, you know, George Kittle even talked about uh, Debo's contract and said, you know, in San Francisco, this is typically how things go. Like, they wait until late in the summer to get deals done before the season. So, and John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have, have stated they are not getting rid of Debo. They want to keep him in the fold. Um, so the expectation is that something will get done between – now and we've got what a month until training camp about so that's the expectation it would happen uh with dk metcalf he had already said 
even though he didn't show up to mandatory minicamp because he's still rehabbing, he'd already said, I expect the deal to get done with Seattle. Like that, it's a matter of when, not if, in both cases. Uh, I'm curious with Devo because he was adamant at one point, I'm not, I'm done, I'm done with them. And we haven't heard much chatter since. So John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have been working behind the scenes trying to smooth the situation over. Everyone expects it to get done. But again, it's the NFL, guys. Anything is possible. All right, Kmart. So here's the deal. Today we were playing a little game of Kyrie or K- or uh, Kanye in terms of who <laughs> said it. All right? Oh, shucks. <laughs> so I have been reading statements to Chris, and he tells mm-hmm. me who he thinks said it. Right. These are these are something that both guys have said. Are you up for a little round of this with Chris? Okay. Yeah. All right, Bubba, hit the music. Let's get to it. So again, the premise is simply who said it? Kanye West or Kyrie Irving? I don't think of Christmas as a holiday. Chris, what do you think? I'm gonna go with Kyrie. What do you think, Kmart? I was gonna say Kyrie too. Correct. Hello. Yes. There we go. There we go. Kimberly and I on the same page. Let's go. I can analyze people's intentions immediately. That's just a warning to everybody. Ooh. Oh, okay. I I, I have a feeling. I got this. Go. I think it's Kanye. Chris? I'm going Kanye, too. Two for two. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Keep your nose out the sky, keep your heart to God, and keep your face to the rising sun. Kanye. Oh, Kanye, Kanye. Three for three. Oh, look at us, look at us. Dream team. I know talent when I see it. I know frauds when I see them. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, this is I'm going to say Kanye. I'm going to say Kanye. I'm going to go Kyrie. I'm sorry, it was actually Keyshawn Johnson who said that. <laughs> <laughs> Couple That's of more. Fantastic. I, I am flawed as a human. I am flawed as a man. As a person, I am flawed. Well, both of them should have said this, but it's, it, I'm going to say Kanye. I'm with Kimberly. I'm going to say Kanye. Correct. You guys are rolling right now. If you're very much woke, there is no such thing as distractions. Oh, my gosh. Is that Uh, Kyrie? uh, Kyrie. Wow. There we go. We need to go on Jeopardy or Family Feud, man. This is great. This is great. All right. I got two left for you. All right. Justice Mm -hmm. could be clearing a path for people to dream properly. Kanye. Yeah, that sounds like a lyric. That's Kanye. Boom! <laughs> All right. One last one. The only thing I command is respect. Kyrie. Kyrie. Wow. That was Knock impressive. Out. Kimberly, we got it. That we was got it. Teamwork is making the dream work. <laughs> <laughs> Who's better than us? Nobody. <laughs> Kmart, awesome stuff. We appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter. You know, listen, that was impressive. That, that I mean, I don't know if the questions were too weak this round 
or that was just flat out impressive? I think it's the latter. Yeah, I think it's it could be the former. I think the questions were a little easier this time around than they were when we played it in the first hour. All right, well, then I'll but, but it still, but it still was fun. It was still fun. It's still right, fun. You, you want one or two more? Yeah, let's go for it. I'll Why give not? you one or two more. Why not? Uh, let's see here. Uh, no alarm clock needed. My passion wakes me up. Kanye. That's hey, Kyrie. That's, that sounded like a bar from Kanye. All right, I know. Me, all right, go ahead. I care. I care about everything. Sometimes not giving a blank is caring the most. That's Kyrie. Wow. Kanye? Wow. Yep. So Kimberly Martin is earlier. the secret sauce. Kmart is the secret sauce. When I'm on with Kmart, I can I can see it clearly. But when she goes away, then I get confused by Kanye. And I mean, I, I feel like Kanri. Can, can we blend the two names together? <laughs> Kanye. The point is, Kanye. Uh, the point is, they're both out of their minds. Yeah, it's 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 incredibly difficult to differentiate what they say. And I tell you what, when I was putting that game together, it was not hard to find plenty of quotes to fit both of them. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.